It's been four and a half weeks since Disney Plus has blessed us with the resurgence of Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. We have reached the penultimate episode, part five. It wasn't bad. For those of you that watched my review last week, you know I really didn't like last week's episode, and I was a little concerned going into part five and six, but it went well. My name is Han, this is Han Talks First, a Star Wars podcast, and it is the podcast you're looking for. So let's get into this week's episode of Star Wars Television and talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. I've looked at the stats of my videos on YouTube, and I gotta say, it's not good. 95% of people that watch these videos are not even subscribed, yet they always come back. So do me the honor, subscribe so you don't miss an episode because you're gonna wanna be here for the live episodes. And give this video a like for me, I appreciate it so much. Also, comment down below what you thought of this week's episode. Alright, moving on and talking about the episode 5. This is a huge step up from last week, like I said earlier. If you watched my review last week, you, you realize that some of the things I was complaining about was the pragmatism that was featured in the show so far. Specifically issues around logic and believability as far as the established rules that have existed in the Star Wars universe since 1977. And also some character issues. Getting away from Obi-Wan in these last two episodes is really concerning considering it is should be a character study about Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's suffering the same issue that the Book of Boba Fett had, where two episodes out of the series take a step back from Boba Fett or Obi-Wan and focus on other characters. Now look, I understand that Reva needs to have a story arc, but I feel like her journey right now and the way that the filmmakers are trying to get the audience to perceive her is very clouded. It's all about them trying to communicate what we want, what the audience wants to feel, right? And so it's, do they want us to feel bad for her? Do they want us to feel like she should be redeemed? Or do we feel like she's a lost cause? Some of the things we found out in this episode about Reva are that she's trying to manipulate the Inquisitor uh, position to try and get close to Vader so she can ultimately kill him, similar to this whole rule of two mentality that's existed within the Sith for millennia. But the issue with that, if the filmmakers are trying to get us to want Reva to be redeemed because of this new found knowledge, then why would we want that when she has been seen on camera dismembering people with a lightsaber, killing people? and also threatening to torture a child. It kind of goes against what her goals were because she herself was tortured by the Sith, somewhat in a physical way, and but mostly in a mental way. She's constantly bullied by her other inquisitory. Darth Vader has been toying with her throughout this whole episode. And also seeing the loss of her fellow Padawans and younglings back at the Jedi Temple and seeing Anakin go through and murder everybody. Like that's a lot on one person. And I know what you're gonna say. It's playing on the fact that she is giving into the darkness. She's getting too far down the path. But this comes back to the pragmatic nature of the story they're trying to tell. We all know what happens to Darth Vader at the end. Obviously he lives. So we know that Reva is not going to get what she wants. She's not going to fulfill her goal in wanting to kill Darth Vader. So the question is, what is it? What is going to happen to her? And who knows, they might surprise us in the last episode and we see something really different that we didn't think we were going to see before. But my predictability had been that the Grand Inquisitor would come back, would strike down Reva, and she would be dead. Of course, she's not dead at the end of this episode. I kind of wish she was because I think that would have been a nice arc. It, it, we, we, cut, we got the full sense of her goal. And now her story's over for me. So moving on to the Grand Inquisitor... He returned. Somehow, the Grand Inquisitor has returned. And I know, everyone online is being like, he has two stomachs, that's why he survived. It's like, okay, but the average viewer doesn't know that. And the show doesn't explain it. 
The majority of us knew he would live because he goes on to be a primary villain in Rebels. But getting back to what the show has been doing since episode three is misdirect. And we got two resolutions to two separate misdirects in this episode alone. One of them being Grandmaster's Return. Did I say Grandmaster? I think that's a Kung Fu movie from 2014. And the other misdirect that got closed off was the fact that Vader let Reva live. Now, if you watched my review last week, you realized that that was one of my big issues with that story was that Reva messed up and Darth Vader let her live and the fact that that is totally out of character for Darth Vader but it resolved it here and it saved that for me and it actually made it a little bit better because Vader was toying with Reva the entire time through this entire show he has been stringing her along and messing with her. He knew long ago, guarantee that the Grand Inquisitor was alive. And he also probably knew that she wanted to turn on him. And that is in Vader's character. He's been messing with her, making her think she has the high ground. And this goes into that flashback sequence. I love the moments where Vader was reflecting back at the same time that Obi-Wan was, and the inner cutting of both of those stories from way back in the Attack of the Clones era to present day, and it kind of mixing together. People talking about how old Hayden Christensen look, it's like, he's he's 40-something years old, what? what? Just enjoy it, just enjoy it. This is what you wanted. And also the fight between Vader and Reva was amazing. It just shows again, he knew she was gonna come up behind him and try to get him. They are totally doing Vader justice in this show. And the fight between him and Reva is incredible. First, he doesn't even use his lightsaber. He just stands there and evades, and it's great. And then he decides, I'm going to take your lightsaber from you, and I'm going to break it in half, and I'm going to give you the other half so you can actually challenge me. And then he's like, I am going to stab you just like I did when you were a youngling. And it's just like, F you, F you, F you, back and forth. And it's like... <laughs> Okay, this is great. This is this is the Vader we know. He's one step ahead of everybody, but he's never one step ahead of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that's how it has always been throughout the entire Master and Apprenticeship that those two characters have had. So look, this it's late for me recording this video. I don't want to go on too long. I just kind of wanted to share a couple of thoughts. I cannot wait for next week's episode. I heard a couple of days ago that it's actually going to be uh, an hour and a half long, and I would believe it. I think there is still a lot of ground to cover. They really need to get back into Obi-Wan Kenobi's story. We've learned about Reva. We've learned a little bit more about Darth Vader. We've learned about all the side characters. We don't need any more characters, please. Except Freck. I really like Freck. Um, yeah, I'm tired. I don't really have anything else to say, but thanks for watching this if you're watching it. Thanks for listening to the audio version if you're listening on podcast form. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell me what you thought of this week's episode and come back next week to hear us talk about um, part six. I'm gonna try and do it live so I can actually engage with you guys and see what you thought and have a conversation in real time. But now my friends, somehow, some way, somewhere this week, may the force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first.